Happiness is an inside job. At Happy Healthy You, Connie Bowman helps us find our way with inspiring conversations and healthy ideas for living a whole life in mind, body, and spirit. Happy Healthy You. And now, here's Connie. Sexiest vegetarian over 50 is back, Mimi Kirk. I'm so excited to have her back on the podcast. Hi, you guys. I'm Connie Bowman. Welcome to Happy Healthy You, the podcast. Today, I have the best selling author, internationally renowned lecturer, raw food chef, and coach, Mimi Kirk. She's most importantly the mother to four children two girls and two boys, and a grandmother to seven. She grew up in Hollywood, California, and she spent many years, as we talked about on the last podcast, working in the entertainment industry. She was married at 17 and then widowed at 29, and she's been a vegetarian and a vegan for the better part of 40 years. She tells so many great stories about her interesting life in her best-selling cookbooks, Live Raw and Live Raw Around the World. Her newest book, The Ultimate Book of Modern Juicing, which I have here, yay, I'm excited to talk about it, is what we're talking about today. She won the title of Sexiest Vegetarian Over 50, and Mimi's mission is just to share her life and help others to transition into eating a plant-based raw food diet. Oh, Mimi, I'm so excited to talk to you again. It's always such a pleasure. Thanks so much. Nice to be here with you. Yeah, yeah. So what have you been up to since the last podcast? Oh, my goodness. Well, let's see. A dream come true. I'm living in Mallorca, Spain, six months out of the year. I live in the U.S. three months, and I moved to Mallorca, Spain for three months. I have an apartment there, um, so I can leave all my clothes. I don't have to carry things back and forth, and I've got all my equipment to make my juice and my raw foods, and I have everything there I need, so I'm I'm there three months and back here three months. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. And somebody's faxing me right now, of course. Nobody faxes me until I get on the Skype recorder. (laughs) Oh, that is so awesome. I'm so, you just live the life. It's, it's, it's so awesome. And I, I thought of you the other day because as my phone starts to die down, we'll let that go just a little bit. I don't know who that is. No one faxes me. (laughs) They just waited for this moment. They just waited for this moment. Yeah. So yeah, it's the new year, and I thought of you the other day, and I actually ordered this book, because I hadn't ordered it yet. I guess I, I was a little late in doing it, and I started juicing, and I, th- I just think it's a great time for this conversation and to talk about this book and bring our listeners up to date about you, um, because you know it's a new year, the holidays are past, and some of us aren't as disciplined as we should be during the holidays. So I think maybe we can talk about juices and cleanses and some of those things so you can inspire us with your fantastic you know it's so interesting this month has been i'm slammed all month because january is the time when people make their big health commitments you know over new years and so january is a flurry of everything i've had every day there's been like two or three people calling for interviews and magazines and uh, uh, you know, radio shows and everything. I'm going into LA in a couple of days for a show. It, this is the time when people make this commitment, but February, March, it kind of dies down. Yeah, so yeah. hopefully I can inspire people to make this a permanent habit and not make it hard on themselves. I think that's one of the things we do. We go, okay, it's a new year. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to do this and that. 
we put so much on ourselves. It's not realistic if we haven't done it before to just lay it on and then think we're going to be that way. We have to move in to make change gradually in this area of food because food and exercise and all that, food is very addictive. If you're eating the wrong food, the more of it you eat, the more addicted you get. So you can't just jump into something and change your whole life overnight. Not for most people. Yeah, Some people yeah. can, but for most people, it's difficult. So juicing is so brilliant because you don't have to take anything away. If you just start juicing every day, uh, 16 ounce, 32 ounce, whatever you can do, if you, if you have a juice every day and you make that one commitment to juice in the morning and have that for your breakfast, let's say, you've made a huge difference in your cell growth and in your nutritional value. Yeah, I learned so many things from your book, and one of them is that we should juice on an empty stomach. So that first first um, thing in the morning, juicing, is really important, right? Right. A lemon and water is great in the morning mm -hmm. because that helps alkaline your body right away. And then have a juice. And depending on, and I'd, I'd like to talk, too, about the difference between juicing and blending. Yes, uh, you know, that's on my list. So. Yeah, because everybody always asks that. I prefer juicing because the food is pre-digested. Mm -hmm. It's don't my body doesn't have to work to do anything. It just goes to where it's supposed to go. And I really feel like I've had a boost of, you know, like I had an Androvenous shot of something that does it. Yeah. Uh, for me, when I drink a smoothie, which I love, but I make more fancy smoothies, more dessert, healthy dessert smoothies, I call them. But you can make green smoothies, but you're not getting as much produce in that blender as you do when you juice. And you have uh, the, the fiber in there, which some people like because they say it fills them up more. You know, men sometimes like smoothies because they say they get more full on them. But for me, I like the pure juice. That's the way I like to start out my day. I do both. Sometimes I juice. And then I throw it into the blender and I'll add some of my superfoods. So I have the thin juice. Then I have my maca, you know, my turmeric, whatever else I want to put in there. Um, then I'll have that into the juice. But I love juicing. And if you could do that first thing in the morning, and I'm going to, I wanted to talk about maybe some easy ways because everybody thinks it's such a big deal, you yeah. know. It's you can't go really out and buy a juice every day, and even if you're buying organic, you're spending 8 to $10 every day. It's just too much, and you want to make sure that you're getting organic. So buying it yourself, you know for sure. It's not one of the places that say, oh, we do organic whenever possible. You might be having a drink that isn't organic. Not every place juices all organic. How do you know when you're going to a juice bar that, I mean, you say in your book that they're all over the place in California, and they're starting to crop up over here on the East Coast, too. How do you know if they are organic when you're buying it? Well, it's interesting. Uh, you ask and you say, are you all organic or organic whenever possible? And most people will tell you the truth. Um, sometimes there's it's tricky because they'll say organic and then it isn't because some of it's organic, but not all of it's organic. Right. So you want to ask if you're having something pressed right there for you, a, a juice that's squeezed right there. You want to ask, is, all, is the celery organic? Is the cucumber organic? Is that all organic? And if there's something not, say, will you leave that out? Because if you're juicing inorganic, it's worse than eating it because you're getting everything in there. You're getting the skin. You're getting, you're getting everything in there that was pesticides in the ground. So for juicing, I mean, I like eating all organic, but for juicing, you should, really should do it. Okay. So it's nice to go out and buy a juice when you're traveling and you just grab it. You don't have to juice it. But if you get it down and you have a good juicer, uh, a good juicer, the new juicers today, if you're dealing with an old juicer, anybody out there, forget it. You'll get so tired of juicing. We all have had them under the sink. 
you know, we pull them out and be all excited for a couple of weeks. And it's like, oh, my God, to have to clean that screen with a brush. And, you know, it was so much work. Today's juicers are really pretty easy. And if you're in a hurry in the morning and you want to juice at night, don't worry. If you seal it properly, you'll have all your vitamins the next morning. So, for instance, the let's say if you're using a mason jar, mm-hmm. you want to fill it to the top. So when you put that little metal lid on, some of the juice runs over the side. And that means there's no air in there. Okay. That's exactly what I did the other day. And and it was inspired by this book because you have so many gorgeous... Yeah, it makes a difference. And that some some people rush off in the morning and they don't have time. Yeah. The other thing is you do if you do have time to juice and you don't have time to clean your machine, just have a big bowl of soapy water in the sink and throw all the parts in there and you can do it when you come home. Okay. But uh, you know, what is what is more important than your health? Cool. If you have to get up fifteen minutes earlier to make a juice I know everyone to say I've got kids and I've got a lot of things to do and busy schedules, but we have to take care of our body. If not, I can tell you for a fact at 77, I take no prescription medicine. If I didn't take care of myself this way, I could see everything falling apart. I'm, I'm not so worried that. about, I mean, I like looking good, obviously, yeah. you know, I color my hair, I like to look good, right. but to me, that's way down the line to how I feel. Because I don't look in the mirror after I get ready in the morning. That's it. I'm finished. You know, I curl the eyelashes and put a little blush on and I'm finished for the day. But what I do live is the way I feel all day. And mm-hmm. I I could think I'm 20. Yeah. I have so much energy and excitement about life. And uh, I look forward to every single day. And so how I feel is important. And if I need to get up earlier to juice, I'm going to juice. Because that, I know, has kept me so healthy. And our cells need it. I'm, I'm very much into the study of cells these days because they say cells are more important than your DNA and your genes, that the cells are the thing that really hold the memory and can change by the way you think. So if you know you're responsible for your health, you can't blame it on your parents, you're going to do the best for yourself. I'm so glad you brought up your age. I wasn't going to ask because I'm too polite. And we certainly talked about that in your last podcast, how you really turned things around for yourself back in your 60s. And our listeners can go back and listen to that. But I learned so much in this book. It is amazing. I mean, you talk about the cells and how we how we can change. And you're you're just such a wealth of knowledge. One thing I learned is that juicing is not just a brand new thing. It was mentioned in the Dead Sea Scrolls. Who knew that? Right. Well, you know, I went back a long time ago. I've juiced really since the 70s, but I thought a little four-ounce juice, oh, a little piece of beet, a carrot, oh, this is good. I drank this little teeny-weeny glass, and I thought, like, this is great. I feel great. But now we know. We are told by the people who who, uh, monitor these things and tell us what we should be eating and not eating and how much we should eat. And all the agreement now is that we should have a pound and a half to two pounds of fruits and vegetables a day. Where are we going to get that? And some in Canada, they say even more than that. And the only way you can get that, really, unless you're going to just spend all day chewing the salads and, you know, eating big bowls of salads, they'd have to be huge, is by juicing. And so juicing has been going on for a long time. Jack LaLanne in his 90s, you know, he juiced all his life. And, of course, he exercised like a maniac. And he had a great positive attitude. All those things are very important. But for people who are just exercising, and not eating right, or people who are always dieting and not getting their vitamins, this is so important to be able to juice 
and to get all the nourishment you need. Your cells need to be fed. If you go on a water fast, which people do sometimes, they like to go on long water fasts, your cells are not getting the nutrients they need. And the interesting thing is our cells are always turning over. They regenerate or degenerate, whatever's happening in your body at the time. If you've taken good care of yourself and you've had enough nutrients, then when your cells go to turn over, like your heart every nine months, your liver every five months, your skin, your outer skin every four weeks, if you have the nutrients you need, when those cells are ready to turn over, they will regenerate. If you haven't had the nutrients, they will degenerate. Now, we don't know that that's going on in our body. So I like to tell people there are a lot of things. We've got, a, we've got 100 trillion, 60 to 100 trillion cells in our body. They're doing things all the time, whether we know it or not. So once you know it, you know you want to feed your cells. Yeah. You know you want to eat enough fruit and you want to juice enough vegetables and you want to get enough of that into your system every day. And if you're eating cooked food and eating meat or eating pasta, eating things that are going to fill you up, you're not going to have room left in there to eat the food that's actually going to give you the nourishment. So juicing is fabulous. It's been going on for a long time. The, they press juices. The first guy who made the Norwalk juicer was very, very sick, and he was at some place to get well, and he was watching them peel carrots, and he saw that moisture coming off underneath the skin, and he said, what if you press that and get the juice out of it? And that's how the Norwalk juicer, which is the, a cold-pressed juicer, which means that you grind up all the vegetables with no heat, very good slow auger, which means it's turning slow and not heating up the vegetables, and it looks like applesauce. Then you put that between a cloth, and people are always wondering what cold press means. This is what it means. You put it between a cloth, and you fold the cloth over, and you put it in a press, and you pull the handle, and it presses all the juice out. And the pulp that's left is like sawdust. Mm-hmm. So you've gotten everything, all the nutrients, everything, from that juice. They're the best juicers. They're expensive and they're not for everybody's house. It's only if you're a big juicer and you do cleanses and so forth, you're more professional with your juicing. But there are some very good slow auger juicers out that are not actually cold pressed. They're slow auger juicers. People make a mistake on that. There is a difference. Cold pressed juice when it's chilled, it's so, it's like drinking water. Mm. It's like so thin and delicious. And you just feel so energetic afterwards. When I drink a juice, sometimes I really don't want to eat until later in the day. And then I'll have a giant salad. It is sort of like an an immediate response that the body has. I know I feel that way, too, when I drink juice. And and I I, I want to get to some questions in a minute from my listeners and also from me. But I I wonder if you could talk a little bit about cleanses because it's that time of year. And you do mention three really good cleanses in your book. Um, just briefly talk about the benefits of cleanses and, you know, maybe now is a good time. Well, it's a great time, a good time. time but, yeah. when, you know, after the first of the year, it's easier for people to start a cleanse because they feel, you know, they ate or drank too much during the holiday season. Right. And, uh, you know, they ate foods that they normally don't eat and they're feeling sluggish or they just want to start the year out. But here's a cleanse. It's good for anybody to do it. Even even for someone like me who eats a very clean diet, it's very important to do a cleanse when your body feels like it needs it and when your mind is ready for it. And I, I, I ask people not to do a cleanse and then just go back and eat regular. The whole idea of a cleanse, a lot of people think I'll cleanse and then I go back and eat the way I do and then I'll do another cleanse. Well, You want to move into healthier eating. A cleanse is not just to cleanse yourself at the moment. It's to help you change some of your habits. And a lot of people don't use it that way. They just think, okay, you know, I'm working out all the time. I'm going to do a cleanse. It's good, 
but it doesn't do as much good unless you unless you go off and you change something. So let's say, for instance, you want to prepare yourself for the cleanse and you want to eat. If you're not eating a vegan diet, start eating a diet without any meat or animal products at all and start just eating vegetables for a few days and then go into your cleanse. It'll make it a lot easier. Um, if you're going to do a short cleanse, and that's one thing I have in the book for people who want to do a short cleanse or a longer cleanse because once you're a professional cleanser, you know different ways to do it. You know, in the beginning, you actually, I must say in the beginning, it's very good if you've got your juicer ready and you have the good slow auger juicer, you can juice for a couple days. You, it won't hurt the juice. It, you'll still get all the benefits. And you should drink a juice when you're on a cleanse every two hours. Some people need an 8-ounce juice. Some people need a 16-ounce juice. It just depends. But you should have it every two hours. Don't let yourself get hungry. Okay. Your cravings will be there. You'll want other things, but you won't be hungry. That's the thing. Then you get to see that a lot of times it's just your mind that wants to eat, and it's not really the hunger. But it, it is different when you're not chewing, I must say, when you're just juicing and drinking juice. And um, if you could do a week, you know, a lot of people do three days, and it's a great start. You might want to even do a day cleanse. I recommend trying trying it out, doing a day cleanse. Of course, you'll be hungrier past the three-day, you're not as hungry, so you might as well move to seven, which is a good time to do a cleanse. And in this cleanse, in the juices I have, you're getting a variety of all kinds of vegetables, which is really good for you. I even have a soup in there. So if it's cold weather, you can make a, a juice soup. You can slightly warm it. If you have a, if you have a, a, a Vitamix, it'll warm in there or do it in a pot. Make it just like a baby bottle. You just want to take the chill off it. You could put it in a bowl and eat it with a spoon. It's very helpful when you're juice cleansing to do that sometimes because you feel like you need something else. So cleansers are good because we're all, um, we all have toxins in our body, whether we try to keep them out or not. The air we're breathing, the, what we use on our skin or what's in our house or an office building you walk into, whatever you're breathing when you're in a subway or on a bus or on a plane, we're all picking up toxins all the time. And there are certain things that help remove the toxins from your body, and those things are turmeric and ginger. And so adding those to those drinks are fantastic. And lemon is great in any of your juices because it helps alkaline your body and take the acidic. Uh, disease can't live in an in alkaline body. It loves an acidic body. Right. Right. So, and, and in my juices, I try to keep mostly vegetables. And very little fruits. It should You should eat your fruits and you could put apples or something for sweetener, but it's best to juice vegetables and just a little sweetener if you need it. You can shove so much spinach in that juice. It's amazing how much spinach will go in. And you can have, with your cleanse, you can have a, um, a little green tea, right? Oh, you can have green tea all day. Okay. That's a good thing. Okay. I, I love green tea. I think it's a very healthy thing. And, you know, you can drink green tea all day. Um, I've been looking at all the green teas and where they come from, and it's very confusing out there with green teas. You have to look and see where you're buying them from. And, you know, uh, I, I hate to say it, but things from China, you it can't guarantee even if it says organic on it. Mm -hmm. So it's best to make sure what you're, what you're getting. And matcha tea is also very good, but there's a lot of matcha tea that contains lead. And if you have any problem, it's in the leaf. It's a very interesting thing. They say it doesn't hamper um, when you're making the tea, but it's in the leaf. And I'm, I'm actually not clear on all of it yet, but I'm very careful about which I buy. If I have to write the company uh, before I use something, I do that. I write companies all the time and ask them if they could tell me what's actually in there and ask a direct question, is there lead in the leaf? But green tea is a fabulous thing, very um, 
nourishing and satisfying and having something warm is really nice, especially during this month of January. If you're cleansing January, February, you want a little warmth. So the warm soup and the warm teas are really, really good. And that takes me to my listeners' questions. Mary did ask, how much green tea, this is sort of a random, not necessarily juicing, how much do you, for example, have on a daily basis or do you have it every day? Well, I like to drink green tea every day and a couple, I usually have a couple, but you can have up to six. I mean, I don't think there's any limit to how much green tea you have. Uh, I think you, you know, say in the book not to not to have caffeine though while you're cleansing. Is that, is that no? I always use de- decaffeinated. I don't really like caffeine in any way uh, okay. whatsoever. So I use decaffeinated. You know, it's really nice if you are cleansing because even with even with the juice cleanse, you need to still drink a lot of water. Okay. Water, 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 water. We don't drink enough water. No one drinks enough water. We try, but you do try. Have flush everything out. So in the book, I did something which I think is really great. I showed infused waters, water that had oh, basil leaves in it. So water. pretty. So yeah, pretty, no, yeah. cucumber, the basil leaf, it's, I, it's surprising how delicious. It's one of my favorite waters. I seem to drink more water if I set myself up with three big jars of mason jars of water every day with something in it. Some cucumber that I peeled a little bit off of, uh, some lemon. I take the, the outside skin off only because it could get bitter if it sits too long. And or basil or whatever I'm putting in there, even a little piece of beet if you need, you know, that energy from the beet. And um, that, that I drink that water. I, I want it. It's, it's like a treat. It's not just like drinking plain water. I love water, but this way I drink more of it. Yeah. So you could do the same thing with green tea, by the way. You can make the tea and you can refrigerate it. It doesn't have to always be warm. You can take it with you and drink it like water. And it's very cleansing and very good for you and very healing. Okay. Green tea is known for a long time to be very, very healing. Um, I know a man, I met him when he was 108, and he's 111 or 12 now. I'm not sure what, maybe he's a little even more than he's that. Counting anymore. <laughs> 112, I think, is what he is. And he drinks green tea all day. Mm. All day. It's one of his... Awesome. So I think it's very good for us, and it does help us get some of the water we need into our system, okay. uh, which which we need a lot of. So I wouldn't worry, but I would get decaffeinated for okay. sure. Okay, here's a question from Joanne and me, because when I was juicing the other day, I, I'm really in love with ginger, throwing ginger in. And so the question is to peel or not to peel. Do we? I mean, ginger especially, because it has that sort of hard... So funny. People ask me that all the time. Okay. Um, it depends. Uh, if you're buying organic ginger, obviously you don't need to do anything. I don't know how inorganic ginger is, if it's sprayed or what they do with it. I don't really know. But I will sometimes scrape scrape it off with a knife or the back of a spoon is the way I take the skin off. People try to peel it with a knife. It doesn't work. You have to scrape it's so it. so hard. It's so small, and I end up scraping small my It's down teeth. in the corners and everything else. I think when you're juicing, it's fine. I normally don't bother taking it off but sometimes I'll take it off it just depends on what I'm going to do with it what did I make this morning oh this morning I made a turmeric tea Mm. Um, I love that turmeric you make that gold gold paste with turmeric and I put um, some uh, coconut oil in it I wanted a warm drink this morning and I used some cashews and turmeric and uh, a little sweetener and uh, and a piece of ginger and I did peel it because I put it in the blender so if I'm going to blend it, I always peel it. If I'm going to juice it, it's not so bad because it, it, doesn't, uh, it doesn't go into the juice. It just gets the juice out. Okay. So. Another thing I learned from your book, and, and I thought this was brilliant because there's always so much pulp left, you can actually do some baking with the pulp. How yeah. cool is that? It's really great. And my daughter makes all her, uh, her dog's biscuits that way. 
because she oh. she's always concerned. Is that it's in the recipe book? Yeah, it's in there. And there's a picture of my grand dog in there, the little white dog that's, oh, that's in on that page across from where the, the uh, cookies are. But she makes the dog and she eats them too. She eats the same thing. But what she does sometimes is that because she's juicing usually for herself or her boyfriend, but she freezes the pulp in a Ziploc bag, make sure all the air is out. And then when she has enough bags full, then she makes a whole dehydrator tray, or you can do it in the oven, of uh, dog biscuits. And so you can make the crackers for yourself out of that too. But I thought, you know, people are always worried about throwing out the pulp. So I thought I would include some recipes in the juice book on how they can use the pulp if they're concerned about it. If they're not composting, then they, they feel like they're wasting something. Yeah. So Yeah, that's such a great idea. And I, I love not to waste. And yeah. it's actually the pictures of the pulp are as beautiful as all no, the other pictures. No, it looks great. I, 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 the funny thing is I know people who actually put salad dressing on it and eat it. Oh. And they mix it in their salads or in their soups also if they make soups. But you can you can have it. I mean, it doesn't have to be wasted. You can eat it. it it's a more dry, but it still gives you the, the roughage that you're looking for on a daily basis in your diet. But you can use them for cookies and everything. They're really It's a really great thing. Yeah. Okay, one more question from a listener who wanted to know how, and I think we talked a little bit about this in the last podcast, but how do you you sort of train your doctors to not go like searching for something wrong when you're living this healthy lifestyle like you are and you just radiate health and wellness yet you know you, I'm sure you still go for an appointment here and there how do you keep them off your back <laughs> well I go every year for my blood test which I'm about due now and I always ask to check my D&B because they don't automatically do that vitamins yeah. D&B yeah yeah, vitamins, D&B, and they don't automatically do it. You have to ask or anything else you want to know about your levels. Sometimes you have to ask. And uh, I think he he doesn't, he's a really nice guy, and he's, a I think, a you know, good doctor, but doctors have their place, I think. But when I first went to see him uh, at 69, I'd been seeing him a, a couple of years, I guess, and he told me my blood pressure and cholesterol was high, and that was quite surprising. I was getting little arthritic pains. I was 69. And my family has terrible health history, cancer with two sisters. They all died of mm-hmm. something or other. And, you know, it's not not very good. So when I saw this prescription, it was like, oh, no, I'm going to go downhill now. And I wasn't eating clean for about three years. I was cooking for my new boyfriend, and he liked to eat everything. And he had the standard American diet. And I was cooking for him. I gained 22 pounds. And then there was my blood pressure and cholesterol high. So the doctor handed me a prescription. I went home and started researching like crazy, and uh, I read and read and read and read for days and weeks and decided I was going to try juicing and a raw food diet. I was going to go on to that. Well, six months later, when I went back, I said, I'd like to have another checkup. Everything was normal. I had not had an arthritic pain since, and um, my blood pressure is fine. And, you know, it's interesting. Our blood pressures could be a little higher than doctors want to keep it really, really low. They panic. But it's not really nor- It's not really natural. You can be a person whose blood pressure fluctuates a little. You don't want it up in the 140 range, but if you're in the 130 range, there's no need to panic. Then when I am, if I get there, which is considered somewhat of a high blood pressure, I just know that I need to exercise more. I need to do a few things, cut back on salt or whatever. So I manage what I have the most natural way. And my doctor knows that he. I want to, him to tell me what I should do, but he knows I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. And since I've proven that my health is good, he doesn't really bother me. And I asked him, how come you gave me a prescription and you didn't tell me to exercise, lose weight, and change my diet? He said, 
because my job is to keep people alive and most people are lazy. They come in and they just give me the pill. I don't want to deal with it. So if I trust them to go home and do what you did, it might not happen with everybody. They might not do it. And then I'm responsible if something happens. So I understand his point of view. But we know that doctors are trained in medicine. And when you go there, they want to give you medicine. If you go see a surgeon, guess what? They're trained in surgery. That's what they want to do. So you have to know the doctor you're going to. And you want to get opinions. And I do get two, three sometimes. And then I figure out how can I work with them and do what I need to do for myself at the same time. So our teeth, our eyes, these are something we don't know that much about. We have to listen to our health professional, but we also have to research. And I read tons of scientific paper. And I also know now that, our, you know, science has proved our mind and bodies are connected. And if we don't like the way something's going in our health, we have the ability to shift it. We could see ourselves whole and healthy. We have the ability to change anything on a daily basis that we want to change by believing that we can. And once we do, it starts to heal. There's, so, there's been so many proof tests. I, I have some great stories of different tests that have been done to prove how the mind and body are connected. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're living in a senior home and around old people, you're going to get old very fast. If you're around young people that are vibrant and doing things and have new ideas every day, you're going you're gonna to pick that up. If you hang out with people who are all overweight and they sit and eat the wrong foods all day, you will be more tempted to do that. If you're out with people that are exercising and working out and have a healthy attitude, you're going to go towards that direction. So our mind and our bodies definitely hook up and uh, we can do something. And that's the way I treat everything I have. If I have, if something happens where I get sick or I have a cold or something's going on, I just tell myself right away, I can move through things very, very quickly because I believe that I can. And I tell my body, okay, thank you for sharing Thank you, but now you can leave. You know, it's time for you to go. Thanks so, for that information. <laughs> kind of interesting, but I believed all the scientific proof. It's called, Bruce Lipton wrote a book called Biology of Belief, mm-hmm. and it's all about cell biology. And now all this is scientifically proved, how strong our cells are in this way, yeah. and how much we can think ourselves ageless, and we are. We can't let the media or people tell us how to dress or how long we can wear our hair or how valuable we are when we get older. And if we know we are, then we are. That's it. We don't think about it. We're ageless. We can be ageless at any age. And it doesn't hurt to be hanging out with the people over in Mallorca, Spain, and <laughs> living well, a good life. It doesn't life. hurt having a, bo- a boyfriend almost 20 years younger either. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. You got it all, girl. You got it no, all. No, it's interesting. Where I live in Mallorca, it's everybody comes there for vacation. My particular village is a place where people come. It's a, a, on the port, and people come for vacation. Everyone's happy, and they're up. And when you're around that energy and the music, and they're having dinner parties, and when people are like that, you it's so uplifting. It is amazing when you're around people that are happy, and they're on vacation. I don't know how some of these people are when they go back home, but when they're there, they're having a good old time, and they're... They're fun to be with. And I've met so many vegans there. There's so many people living this lifestyle there that is so fantastic. So, you know, I think you start creating uh, your body of friends around you more like you are once you feel confident in who you are and the way you live. Yeah. So, And let the yeah. good vibes be contagious. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the book is The Ultimate Book of Modern Juicing by the fabulous Mimi Kirk. And for more information about your other beautiful cookbooks because they are beautiful and you you have a wealth of information on your website can you just give us that that contact information yes it's young on raw food 
facebook.com young on raw food and also i have a fan page i have two regular pages but they are full but anyone could join my fan page if you just search mimi kirk author and i post lots of things there and you'll find recipes on my website and if you go to youtube you can actually see me making recipes and then the recipe itself will be on there so um i i used to do a series of recipes and then i had to cut back because i got so busy but i will be doing more of them because i love to show people how to prepare food and i coach people by skype and uh, i always have people all over the world that i'm talking to and it's not just food it's everything it's just how to live a full life and uh and I say don't wait. This is the time to build your health and to stretch those years out. If you're in your 30s, 40s, you know, this is a good time to really get healthy and stretch those years out so you slow down. Gosh, if I would have done what I do now at that age, it would have been, you know, I could be at my 150th birthday. But <laughs> I might make it to my 100th. I'm pretty but sure I, you will. So my I, I, But yeah. I started really late getting serious about it. But I'm not... Um, I'm not. Unha- I'm a foodie. I eat fabulous food. I do not feel like I'm cheated off of anything. Your taste buds change very quickly when you're eating real food mm-hmm. and fresh food, and then that's what you want: carrots and celery and cucumbers, and you know you want to taste the food. Red peppers. You don't want to mask it with anything, and uh, you know your taste buds do change, and the stuff you used to crave will drop away. But I have desserts. I have everything I want. I have a full spectrum of food, and not. I am not wanting anything. Mm-hmm. Plenty of chocolate. You know, plenty of pies if I want them. Oh, you're awesome. You're awesome. So inspiring. Well, I hope everybody will get this book. And if they want to try a little juice cleanse this time of the year, that this is a great uh, Bible. There's there's a simple one in there. So it'll work for anybody. Thank you so much, Mimi. Happy New Year, girl. You too. Come visit in Mallorca. Yes. Okay. (laughs) All right. Okay. to happy a journey of hope healing and waking up is a small but powerful book about healing from one of life's greatest tragedies the loss of a child it's about love and sadness and being human the nine lessons in back to happy are intended to be food for a broken but awakening soul healing from grief and loss is possible finding joy again is possible back to happy in paperback Kindle and audiobook at Amazon.com. For more information, visit backtohappybook.com.